0: This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon.
1: A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isell, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara on the Lake, or check out their website at isellers.ca.
0: Find out how you can support us like Adnan by visiting patreon.com/slash two guys talking wine.
1: You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Here we are. You and I are in the Toronto studio for probably the last time for quite a while. And it's really unfortunate because you and I have been talking to our next guest for months about getting her in studio. Uh, it's my friend Natalie Richard. I had a chance to travel with her to uh, Robert Mondavi, Tokelon Vineyard in California. You and I have met her dressed up as Venus at the Festival <laughs> des Vins in Saguenay. Ah, yeah, And she has written uh, a really great book. And um, I think you can understand most of it, Michael.
0: Well, it's all wine speak. So usually I, I can pick that up in most languages. It's
1: written in French. It's the Route des Vins dans le monde. Uh, 50 itinéraires de rêve. So 50 dream wine itineraries in the world. Uh, and there's so many... Things I love about this book, and I want to thank Natalie, who was supposed to be in studio, but is joining us from. Wait, Natalie, where the hell are you?
2: I'm in Saint Jean Paul Joli. This is uh, where the river, the Saint Lawrence River, becomes the sea, and uh, so I'm right in front of it right now. I'm looking at it. The sun is setting. It's absolutely beautiful here, and we're safe. There's no, uh, there's no corona in this area. And you're washing Hopefully your hands. A it lot. won't get to us. <laughs>
1: right in the sea. Yeah, washing your hands in the sea. That's right.
2: Exactly. Salted water is good for everything. But uh, really, uh, you know, it's like everywhere. Everything got canceled. I was supposed to be in Toronto, and I would have loved to join you live and do all the tastings with you. That would have been so amazing.
0: Well, we're going to have you in and do a uh, Stump the Chump. Definitely. (laughs) So, so, Natalie,
1: first off, before we get into the, the book, I don't think most of our listeners in Ontario will know Who you are and why you're a big deal in the wine world. Although I'll be honest, most people or some people listening to this would know you from your much music days if they're listening from English Canada.
2: Absolutely. I was there for many years in the golden days of much music alongside Steve Anthony, Erica M., Master T, Mike and Mike. Uh, you know, these were the great days of, you know, Nirvana, grunge music, just before music became a little too corporate and uh, that uh, before all the music video channels. Uh, sort of gave uh, their place to uh, the web, and and then everything now is happening on YouTube. And it, you know, the communications have changed so much in the last two decades. It's um, unbelievable. But you know, I was lucky enough to be there at go the Golden Age. you will remember us. Uh, we were there every day. We were on air every day, all the time, going to Whistler, going to the Tana Beach for a spring spring break. That that would have, that would be around that time right now. And I, I was uh, hosting and and directing the show called French Kiss, the meeting of two tongues. And that was one of that was
1: <laughs> what what many people don't know is that was one of my favorite uh, favorite uh. shows because I'm always looking out. Um, and there's so many great songs, especially from like the, was that mid to late 90s that are still on my playlist in, in French. If anyone wants recommendations, you can find me at Andre Wine Review. But how did you go from being in music to wine?
2: Well, right after I did uh, Much Music, my next contract, when my, con- you know, when Much Music ended, we all sort of like left, and um, my next contract was uh, was the Great Canadian Food Show, that was hosted in uh, on CBC in English Canada by Carlo Rota for about five years on CBC, and I did a French version of that. That was. Uh, that was presented in Quebec that maybe you haven't seen, but it was a Great Canadian Food Show in French. So I got into this uh, food right away. So from music, I went to food. Then after that, I did one of the first cooking shows uh, in Quebec. Before all the craziness of all the cooking shows, there was none. And there was one called Cuisiné avec Jean Soulard on the Life uh, Life Network that was just opening up or starting up at the time in 2000, around that time. So you are
0: Canada's... What's her, Julia Childs? Is that what you're saying?
2: <laughs> well, there was Julia Child a long time ago, but you know there was like the and the, what is what was the French guy? The, the, what was his name? I don't even the, know. The, 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 what's it? No, it was a, it was in English, but he was the, the, the gourmet roulant or something. Well, there was, <laughs> there was also was a the, was also the the guy 50s. out in BC.
0: Remember, he. uh about uh, walk with Yan. No, not here. Oh, him. it was
2: in the states. It was in the states. There no, was uh, the, the was guy town, who always put booze.
0: His... Everything, everything had booze in it. I can't mm. remember who was. Oh, the one? urban peasant. <laughs> the That's urban right. peasant. The urban peasant yeah. got, got Just, a hit yes, with the wine. Yes. Just put a little booze in it. That was his thing. So.
2: There was not so many uh, cooking shows then. It was like TV was still, you know, like on the pay TV. You know, it was not. There was like remember. three channels, and there was like all the pay TV channels, and the t- television was not yet. Specialized as it became really fast. Uh, His
0: his, name is TV. I remember Moses Moses
2: Limer said they're going to be a a golf channel. I'm like, what? A golf channel? Who's going to watch that? (laughs) So uh, all the channels became a specialty. We were a specialty TV back then, music, which was really like a novelty but uh, it became fast uh, all channels fast it became that all the channels were uh, you know specialty tv channels and then the in the, the beginning of 2000 it was like the, the life network and uh, canal v in french and then they had cooking shows and then it was like then it, it it all started up so I was part of that wave so after music i went into food and i i was in the gastronomy for a long time i i did uh, the first blog on, on Chatelaine, in the French version, I did about 100 uh, videos in my in my kitchen to show people how to cook a duck, how to make a preserve, how to cook fast, you know. And then I wrote two books uh, called 30 Recipes in 30 Minutes or Less because I wanted people to cook for their kids and cook together. So I did two books in that collection. So I, eventually I just felt stupid because I was meeting more and more winemakers and I didn't have the language of wine. So... I asked my boyfriend at the time, I said, is it okay? I will take this class. It's 40 hours before Christmas. So it's going to be two nights a week. I won't be there. I'll be in class. Can you, can you cover for me? And is that okay if I do it? And he said, sure, do it. Go, go for it. And then, um, so I, I just wanted to know the language of wine, but then I, I had, uh, 100% in my blind tasting exam at the end. So my teacher was like, hey, young recruit, come over here. And I'm like, what? What did I do? He said, you got 100% in your blind tasting. I'm like, oh, oh, my God. He said, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean what I'm doing? He said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I looked at him and I said, I'm not going to work in wine. And he goes, uh, yes, you have to. So this is how it switched for me. And I was like, "Wow, what am I going to do? Work at the LCBO or SAQ? Like, I don't—I didn't know where this was going to take me." And there I am.
1: So, so, as as long as I've known you, I think even when we met you in Saguenay, you've been working on this book. And yes, uh, for for our listeners, um, I'll make sure that I have a, a blog post up and that it's linked in our SoundCloud when we talk about this, where people can get the book. Right now, the book is in French, and your hope is that we can get this book translated to English. Um, I know for both myself and Michael, we are both French as a second language. Um, I won't make Michael speak French, but his accent's getting better the longer we do this podcast. Can you roll your eyes any harder, Michael? (laughs) Oh, jeez. No, he can't. No, he can't. I
0: not I <laughs> Oui, oui,
2: oui. Je ne
0: peux pas roller mes yeux uh, any harder. Uh, how's that? That's ah,
2: very- correct. Par, c'est, c'est parfait. Parfait, oui. <laughs>
0: mais, mais aussi. <laughs> okay, okay, but you, 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 you know what? Zut alors. Merde. Okay, now we
1: got to bleed that. Those are for the swear jar. Those are for the swear
0: jar. Zut alors <laughs> is really anything. Another for the swear jar. <laughs> what? What is zut Zut alors?
2: Zutara means
0: damn. I swear. <laughs> in a
2: nicer way. We'll, we'll ask Brian way. Schmidt
1: to do that. But you know what? My favorite thing about this book, like when I got the book
0: and when I talked to you, Natalie. Your favorite part about the book is you got a mention in the book. When, no, that's, that's your favorite not it. Part that's, that's, of the not, book. that's not I, the only part. I, like Andre phoned me up and he goes, I got a mention in a book. He got, uh, it's the second uh, one. It's <laughs> the second one. He got very excited. I, I can't even tell you. I, I don't think he fit into his pants that day.
2: Well, you were absolutely uh, value. W- w- you were the most uh, helpful and valuable to me when it came to, uh, you know, like uh, updating my information about the Niagara and Prince Edward County region because I've been going there for 25 years. Uh, when uh, I used to live y- in Toronto, w- going there back and forth. When you when but you did that, Andre's you know, pants got tighter. So I'll just say that I needed Andre to update me on where to go, which were, which were like the new and coming wineries and the, the changes and the things, and he directed me in the perfect
0: direction and i it was incredible thank you andre that warms me to the the, the cockles of my heart i think his head just actually
1: grew another few sizes (laughs) okay 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 but uh, apart from the fact that i mentioned in the thank yous of the book um i think the best thing about this book is it really is about off the beaten path it's not it's not a book about going to france and italy and california it's a book about going to places like Niagara, where, as much as the people listening to this podcast know Niagara makes great wine, people outside of Niagara don't necessarily know that. You've got Austria, you've got Romania, you've got Greece, uh, you've got the UK in your book. Um, I mean, you, you've got. Georgia.
2: Gone, Georgia. I went to Georgia, Lebanon, Lebanon, and. you got Israel. Japan on the
1: book.
0: Georgia. Israel, on Georgia. The
2: Georgia, 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 like uh, next to Russia, Georgia, next oh, to Armenia, okay, so. not Georgia. <laughs> Georgie, oh
0: sorry, I is sorry.
2: it Georgia in English? My, my it's inner... like yeah, it's you Georgia in English. first started making my wine, Ray Childs like, came out for like, there for a second. eight thousand years ago, they were making wine in amphoras, and they still do it. It's yeah, actually, it's the only country, Georgie, Georgia, that they uh, for they've been making wine for eight thousand years. And they never stopped whatever happened to to them, wars or like uh, different politics, um, religion change. A lot of countries like Lebanon, for example, were making wine. But then the Ottoman Ottoman Empire came and they forbidden to make wine. So grapes became uh, table grapes. But in Georgia, everybody makes wine in their house and in their backyard. And they kept, this is the only country that kept Whatever happened to them? Even like under the Soviet Union um, uh, the regime, they kept making wine.
0: That's because all they these needed booze. For, they never to stopped get making
2: wine, and even now today, it's quite interesting what's happening there because it's like it's it remains somehow unchanged on one end, and there's all this the modern world is kicking in, and they're making. To, traditional wine like they used to but also a more um, not industrial but you know kind of like up-to-date kind of version of, of what their grapes can can offer so it's quite interesting to visit there it's not all together yet for visitors so i i wouldn't suggest to go there on the first wine trip because it's a bit uh uh, so it's, it's a the bit fif- more complicated than 49th. going to bordeaux for example <laughs> well,
1: well but, but, but why don't we why don't we talk about that i mean i think most people when they do the travel it's easy to you know head down to california and and i mean you and i we had a great time in the napa valley learning about about oh, those wines. that was
2: amazing yeah yeah
1: but i mean when we're talking about off the beaten path what was the most exciting place that you visited
2: Well, I think, you know, it's not really off the beating path because they've been making wine for so long, but I think South Africa was a huge eye-opener and discovery for me because on our end, we do get a lot of wines from all around the world, but... It seems like we always get like the cheap pinotage that smells like rubber. Okay. and You know, we always get, well, we get good Chennai and stuff. But when you go there, you realize the manor house, the farm, uh, the farms, they've been making wine for a long time and they have a great expertise. It's just that because of their situation, like Apartheid, for example, like we didn't get, you know, there was a lot of embargoes, So we didn't get a lot of their good stuff yet but they have a great potential that is now opening up and it was a real eye opener for me and i was i loved the, the hospitality over there uh the the the, 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 the paysage you know what the vineyards are gigantic and the way you know there's there's there are all kinds of fun things happening where they use um, indian ducks to uh they release Indian ducks in the vineyard at uh, two times a day, some vineyards to eat the uh they have a problem with the limas, so they call it like the snails and the uh, Limass is the snail without the shell. I've, I don't know what you call it, but they have a problem of, uh, you, you have too many um, snails in their vineyard. So they, they release the uh, the duck, the Indian ducks, and they all go and they eat all the snails. And people go to watch this because it's quite impressive. <laughs> they, have, they, have, they have the most, uh, they have lots of sustainability and um, they have programs, reinsertion programs for the workers, education on wine. They're really, really proactive. And uh, it's such a beautiful country, and the gastronomy and the wine, do, and it's not ever, off the beaten path, s- but it was a big discovery for me. Do you ever see what say. we
0: get here in Canada changing? As in, as you said, we get a lot of, you know, burnt truck tire and and horrible pinotage. Do you ever see that changing? Uh, as far as what we're going to get.
2: Well, what I found is like when I was over there, uh, they all wanted me uh, to taste their Pinotage. I am like, oh, I'm not big fan of Pinotage because this is all I tasted before, even in our, in our wine classes. Like we get the Pinotage and that's how we recognize it, that taste. But um, I was talking to a winemaker and he said, no, 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 no. It's just like Pinotage is a, is a, is a mix of saint so is a cross between saint so and, and Pinot Noir. Which I don't but know why were... anybody
0: would do that. Like why would anybody do but that to a Pinot Noir grape? It's, it's...
2: I think they, wa- they wanted to have uh, something that was representing them, like uh, what I heard is like they wanted a, a grape that, that was uh, there for their identity. That's how it was created in the eighties, I think. But anyways, word is seventy-five. It's around then. Uh, but they were they used to treat it as a Bordeaux wine, a Bordeaux grape. They would vinify it like Bordeaux, and they would, it would well, it it didn't work. And one winemaker was telling me, and I, I've guessed I guess I, I might be wrong, but they've been doing this for quite a few years now, and then we just didn't have uh, access to these wines. But they started uh, uh, approaching this grape more like a Pinot than uh, than a Cabernet or a Bordeaux blend. and then all the difference started happening in the taste and the result so when i was there last uh, exactly around that time last year i was there in march uh last year i started tasting the first pinotage oh, wow this is really good and then all the vineyards were like do you want to taste my pinotage i'm like yes and it became really really interesting because i've never tasted any bad pinotage when i was there it's they, they sort of you know it takes a while before you understand a grape it's okay to plant it, to harvest it, and I guess now they're really starting to understand what it is. It's quite new. It's it, they only started in seventy five eighty. You know, it's still something that they had to to understand and work with, and and now I think pinotage is really the new revolution for South Africa.
1: So, so I know, we're giving, I know
2: so we're giving. Is the grape that we should be looking out for.
1: I know we're giving away a lot from your book. If we could maybe just a little bit briefer when you were traveling and and you traveled a lot of places were there any really big surprises from the trip
2: in what sense lots of surprises but in uh, in what what, was uh, was there anything the
1: moment you showed up at the winery you were expecting one thing and when the wine hit your glass you were just like this is not what i was expecting and i'm so glad i'm tasting this
2: Well, this Pinotage is a great example, and also I was surprised by Australia because uh, it's about it's another example that resembles maybe a bit the one of South Africa. Is in Australia? Well, we know the big Shiraz, right? You know the one that uh, are so uh, juicy, but also so thick and so tannic, and you know if you drink too much, your lip uh, gets stuck on your on your gums. (laughs) <laughs> mm. wow. It's so it's so intense. But um, when I was there, I went to wineries that were exceptional. Yarra earrings, I, I crossed the well. You know, Australia is so so vast. But I went from Melbourne to Adelaide, and I did all the wineries around Melbourne, all the wineries around Adelaide on that trip. And it's amazing, uh, the, the fine, um, the fine Syrah or Shiraz that I tasted there in the Barossa Valley, you know, and it's another thing is like we don't get a lot of Australian wines in Canada. We well, get like the big ones, the, the big Shiraz and we get the, the, I, I, you know, we get some of the very good Chardonnay from Margaret River. But uh, we get mostly big Shiraz, and, and they, they make really fine wines, I, I have I, to think, say. I think
0: it's starting to, in Ontario anyway, that's that's starting to change a little bit. I'm, and I'm starting to notice, because I, I was also in Australia about two years ago, and you can really uh, start to see the change that Australia is making in their, not just Shiraz, but in all of their wines um, oh
2: yeah, but they've been making it for a long time. Correct, but the, there's just, a, the change we're that we're starting to see it.
0: over over here is that that we're we're starting to see some of these finer uh, wines, and not just the the uh, you know beat you over the head jammy shiraz, but you can you can actually find some very interesting cabs and some actually some some shiraz with with finesse. And I remember when I was there, uh, I was I was in. Um, the area around Sydney, which is Canberra and stuff like that, and Orange, and I was like, "These aren't Shiraz. This is this is Syrah." And they're like, right, "Yes, but exactly. we we are supposed to still call it Shiraz because we're Australian." And we're like, "And you're like, well, then you're 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 not helping your customer because it is not Shiraz."
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. But I think it's also what we, it's all, well, it's the same everywhere, you know, what you taste when you go. That's why it's important to travel and go. Uh, One teacher once told me, Natalie, if you want to know about wine, you got to go visit the vineyard. You have to go go on the field. And it's really, that's where you understand what's going on, because if we taste wine, and that's what we do, and thank God we have lots of choices, but if we just taste wine from, that we get here... It's not really, it doesn't give you, like, the, the full picture. It's never It's never the same as if you go taste it on over there, right? That's for sure.
1: All right. So, Natalie, how can people who speak French uh, get your book? What's the best way to get the book?
2: Well, right now, uh, I have a big, I think it's a good problem, but a big problem is the book is sold out. <laughs> we printed 6,000 copies of the wow. book, and uh, it was released this, this fall in um, in uh, September, and by Christmas, it was uh, it was all sold out. That's too so bad. they're receiving uh, more copies from from Europe because the book is also released in France, uh, Belgium, Switzerland, um, and they're receiving more copies. So there are copies that are available right now. Maybe in some stores, but uh, mostly the best way is to go online. Uh, on the editor's website, which is uh, guideulysse.com. It's, guide, it's like guide with an S, and Ulysses is like Ulysses U-L-Y-S-S-E. And then you go for uh, Route des Vins, so it's Wine Road, 50 uh, Dream Itineraries around the world, and then you can order it online. And there's also uh, the digital version that is available Oh, it's uh n- yeah. It's, uh, we have a digital way. version, but it's all in French. But uh, there's a lot of pictures. <laughs> y- y- and, <laughs> it's and, a good and, book and, to and, practice and you, your French.
1: And you know what? As much as I want to tell people to get the digital version because I really want to so support the book, I'm so proud of you for having written the book. But. Buying the physical copy, find a way to get your hands on it. Hopefully, Ulis does another printing of it because it is a beautiful book. It's a, a great book that will look good on your coffee table, and just the um, the depth that you went to was fantastic. So, uh, thank you for mentioning thank me you in you the so thank you, and thank oh you, for
0: God's <laughs> sakes, Andre, let it go. But thank you for
1: putting the, thank you for putting the book together. And I know you said if. Um, if we get enough uh, interest, hopefully this book will be written and translated to English.
2: Well, I'm working really hard on, you know, I did all this work. I invested all this money. You know, I, I sold my house to do this, to do my diploma, WZ4, to do this book because I wanted to share. And I think it's a great book because everybody bought it in three months. So it will be republished in French. But I really, I, I would really hope that this work also as uh, an English uh, gets access, for, you know, people, the English speaking people have access also to this book and all the information because it's, it's really fun. Especially in those days with the, what's going on, with it, you can travel just looking, reading the book. And reading well, and the it's pictures. a good excuse to
1: learn French, but I will just say <laughs> that anyone listening to this podcast who buys this book, Route des Vins dans le Monde, who cannot speak French because I have nothing better to do with my time while we're in uh, self-isolation, I will personally translate the book for you.
0: And if you buy the book, you you can help Natalie get her house back. Yeah, just
1: just 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 phone me up, and I will read you whatever chapter you want, and we will figure that out. She's, nobody. Oh,
2: that's either. great! And there's Google Translate also—if you—if you don't know for a word, it's—it's so it's easy, you know, now to get direct translation. As long as you know, with everything we're going through right now, as long as we don't lose the uh, internet, I say we're okay. At least we can communicate. Well, I
0: don't—I don't know if you want Andre reading the book. I don't think he's going to be the one on the. Uh, like that's, oh, that's, we should that's what,
2: do an audio what, book in English. That's what my, English. thats what my nightmare is actually
1: made of: is Andre reading me a book. Natalie please keep <laughs> please keep washing your hands stay safe and the next time we talk to you on this podcast we'll be in person whether it's in Saguenay or in Toronto we will make time to sit down with you because you owe us uh, a blind tasting with us
2: Oh absolutely it would be my honor and my pleasure We'll see if you get so 100% on I this one I kiss you all from very far I blow you a French kiss from very far in the air, so this way we're all safe. And I caught your tongue. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, Michael.
2: <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.
0: So yeah, it was great, and I, I hope that we get her in for a uh, for a stump the chump because I had actually uh, I had actually pulled out the six bottles that I was going to bring.
1: Yeah, uh, and I had a couple uh, a couple to roll through as well. But I mean, it's something to look forward to when this is all finished
0: but you know and I look forward to meeting her and uh, then maybe she can translate the book for me
1: <laughs> your french <laughs> does feel like it has been getting uh, getting a little bit better i, I will i will admit that um, uh, but you know what? just just the same the same old same old uh, you know everyone make sure you wash your hands uh, i'm andre Pru from Andrewinerview.ca.
0: i'm michael pingus of com, and uh, i'd like to say just good night but in fact what i really like to say is Stay safe.
1: Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. This
0: podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isil, owner of Isellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake, or check out their website at Isellers.ca. Find
1: out how you can support us, like Adnan, by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine.